Brasslin' Brasslin' Tacos You both say what one The Reaper This isn't just wrestling Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to season 2 of Wrestling Tacos Podcast As always I am your host the Emo Sewa one, Franco. This season we have a new co-host, and um, yeah, I'll let him introduce himself. Yep. Hi guys, this is the Reaper, Ruben Blanco. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, um, this season's gonna be fun. Uh, you're real big wrestling fans like I, so it's gonna be real fun. Oh yeah, and I can talk. Um. You want to, I guess, introduce yourself? <laughs> you can talk. Introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so, um, from Robstown, right? Yeah, from that little place. Um, you know, I, I live out here in San Antonio now. I'm just living here. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps for a couple of years and came out. Uh, wrestling has always been a part of my life uh, since I was young. I used to watch it with my family. And uh, passing it on to my family now, or my own family. You know, we all we all sit here, we watch, uh, and we try to stay up as much as we can to see everything that's going on. You know, it, it's a this wrestling world, a, a crazy world, but it's fun, and so many memories come out of it. You have any uh, favorite wrestlers? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not. I guess you can't consider him a great wrestler, but The Rock was one of my favorites. You know, he was great on the mic. Um, the dude can talk, can talk amazingly. Um, Eddie Guerrero, of course, is up there. Rey Mysterio, uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, the way Chris Jericho can reinvent himself. You know, he's 48, 49 years old and still at the top of the world. You know. You know, the, the same ones everybody will say. You know, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Undertaker. Hulk Hogan. Sting. Hulk Hogan, you know. <laughs> uh, I guess no a little, <clears throat> little uh, introduction to you is like, no. Um, Want to be on some news and rumors? Yeah, so from, uh, there, you know, there's um, what's being reported now is, so this Friday, SmackDown is going to Fox. And they're supposed to be having a show, kind of like what Talking Smack was, uh, with Renee Young. And it's you know, what's going on around now is uh, CM Punk actually signed a one-year deal uh, to be on that show. Um, the only, I want to say catch or anything, it's not a return to WWE. Uh, he's actually, he'd actually be working with Fox. It has nothing to do with WWE as far as his contract goes. Um, but many... People believe that this would be the, the, the doorway, I guess, or, you know, the way he would enter into returning to WWE, you know, if he decides to wrestle again. So uh, that's that's something big. Um, you know, we've been speculating forever, you know, what he's going to do and if he had any, if he would have anything to do with wrestling again, you know, and, uh, you know, you can't go to a show without, you know, if somebody's saying any type of a surprise without saying CM Punk's going to show up. Oh, uh, Shanty, uh, he did say, you know, with Vince and Triple H, you know, he'd listen. 
listened to whatever offers they had and of course once Fox made that decision to have Smackdown it's a great opportunity for him because he's a great talker he's one of the best talkers actually yeah he really is uh, and then you know even whenever uh, he was in WWE there were times when he was on commentary and yeah, did a really good job uh, and then with MMA I don't remember what promotion it was but that's what he was doing recently actually he was a uh, he was a commentator. So he has some experience with it. I mean, I have no doubt he'll do amazing. I think the question is, will this, you know, lead to him returning? Which, I mean, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, Booker T is actually going to be one of the people on that show as well because it's going to be interchanging, interchangeable. Yep. And uh, he said on his uh, podcast, I forgot the podcast name, it's called uh, Hall of Fame, I think, with Booker T. Hall of Fame, yep. Hall and, of Fame. Uh, he said on the podcast that he would um, wouldn't mind uh, having a match, returning to the ring one last time to face CM Punk. Yeah, and then that would be something because Booker's you know still in amazing shape. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin actually came out recently and said he feels he could do uh, another match. I mean, I wouldn't believe he's actually going to. It's been what thirteen years, fourteen yeah. years. Um, I. I doubt he would come back honestly I wouldn't want him to come back I want him to just come back and stun everybody you know um, I wouldn't want him to risk risk injury I mean he's in, he's in his mid 50s yeah you know? it's and it, uh, I mean he's still in great shape though yeah it's the same thing with uh, Edge like Edge is in great shape yeah. right now I don't want him to even him back in the ring now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's even better shape now uh, and then the last main thing that's going on is apparently John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, whatever you want to call him, uh, he's actually signed a contract with WWE. Uh, however, with some of the uh, outlets that were reporting it, he did retweet them and you know say, "Oh yeah, tell me what else I'm doing." You know, kind of saying like, you know, it's a lie. Um, I mean, I think it's just a work. You know, I, I think what it is is WWE hasn't officially announced him, so he can't say anything. Yeah, we're, we're recording this on uh, Thursday. Uh, this will be out Friday, tomorrow, Friday. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he actually shows up tomorrow on SmackDown. Or the draft yeah. is next week. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just one of the, oh, drafted John Morrison to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I would love to see him in NXT, though. But I want to see him yeah. uh, wherever The Miz is at and feel with The Miz first. Yeah, that, that would be... That would definitely be, especially for us who followed, you know, back when he was first with WWE, and that that's something that's something we all want to see. Yeah, you know, and then especially when you see how far Miz has come on his own, you know, as as a wrestler, as as a character, everything, you know, it, I think it it would be a a great match, a great rivalry rivalry to have um, and see that. They need to turn Miz back to being a heel, though. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't care for him as a as a face. I think he he does an okay job, but he needs to be a heel. It's like Randy Orton to me. You know, Randy Orton. I think when he's a face, you know, it's it's okay, or you know, it's all right. He's not bad at it, but when he's a heel, right, that is a whole other level. I think you know when he's a heel, he's one of the best heels in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I liked him better whenever he was a cocky, arrogant, young upstart. But now, um. That was whenever I thought he was the best, but right now he's in that um, 
more veteran heel. I'm still the best stage. He's a very calculated wrestler. Yeah. You know, and he has that old school type of wrestling. You know, I'm going to pick a body part. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that. I'm going to pick this apart. And, and then he also has those signs of just being a diabolical human being. Yeah. And some people get a little squeamish to it, but I mean, I, I love it. You know, like when he put that screwdriver in Jeff Hardy's gate <laughs> and things like that. You know, I, I personally love stuff like that. I know a lot of people don't, but that's the type of heel work for Randy Orton that I like. He's the type of person that I'm going to kill you. But I want you to suffer while I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a crazy dude. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was pretty much it for news and rumors, really. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, there has, well, there were other things, of course, but being that today's Thursday, we did see we did see Monday Night Raw, we did see AEW and NXT, or they have already passed. We, of course, know some of the things that were rumored and did happen. Um, which we are going to go over next. Yeah. Um, we took a month hiatus, so all the news and rumors, yeah, everything's come to fruition that was uh, going on. Do uh, you want to get right into to Raw? Yeah. To the okay, new... So we'll go over into Raw. Uh, what was the first match of that? Um, well, it's to open up with uh, the new era, the new season premiere. If you didn't know the season premiere, they they made sure you knew it was a season premiere. Because it said season it was premiere. Only a six day break though. They, it, uh, yeah. it was so long away from, uh, you know, it was such a break between that season, <laughs> between those seasons. <laughs> they they made sure you knew it was season premiere. Apparently NXT was a season premiere of NXT. I didn't even know NXT had season yeah, premieres. Yeah, because they were going live for the first time. <laughs> if I'm uh, not mistaken. Uh, they were going live for the first full two hours on USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it was, the first two weeks was the first hour was live on USA, and then the second hour was on the WWE Network, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So this was the this was the first show, or, you know, last night was the first live show that they did, uh, the full two hours. Yeah. With uh, the new season premiere of Raw, it brought back Pyro, and um, a badass entrance, entrance, intro. I, um... I don't know, I, I'm, whenever I was younger, I always liked the intros, and I really missed the intros, because they hadn't had intros in, like, fucking, maybe a year. Yep. And uh, I believe it was Skillet, who... Yes, Legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, played the, the, the song. Theme song. Uh, the thing about this is that the draft is happening next week, and they had a whole bunch of uh, superstars, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be moving to SmackDown, so I'm pretty sure next week's going to be a new... Um, not next week, the following week's going to be a new intro. Again. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got new announced teams. Um, I didn't write the team names down. Did you? Uh, I did not. But I, I do know uh, the King is back. Jerry Lawler. Lawler. And uh, actually, the other two uh, were Vic Joseph and Dio Madden. Yeah, from uh, I, one or the other, one or both were with Reality of Wrestling. Uh, Dio Madden was Reality of Wrestling. Dio Madden, okay. Um, I think they're both from 205 Live, if I'm not mistaken. I like oh, Vic okay. Joseph. Uh, Jerry Lawler, God, man, why did they bring him back? I don't like him on commentary whatsoever. There, there was a time when I heard him say, this is lit. And I feel like this is lit was maybe, what, three years ago? I don't know. I still say that daily. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think I, I try to avoid people who do, so this might be my first and last, uh, <laughs> <laughs> last time on here. Um, 
I actually use uh, the fire emojis over lit now. What was that? I use the fire emojis over lit now. I think everybody uses fire over lit now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got but, the new. Uh, yeah, he. Um, I didn't hear many good things <laughs> from him. You know, both when you actually listen to and fan reaction. Um, I mean, I love the king, and we all love the king. You know, we, we all do. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> we all do, but when it's something like this, I guess you know, in this day and age, and you have him talking a certain way, yeah, it, it kind of goes forced, and it is because I mean, it's it's you know, it's raw. Vince is in their ear telling them what to say. Yeah. You know, so I get it. You know, I can't put the full blame on him, but I didn't like that. However, the other two, they actually did really good. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of them before, and uh, I thought they did a, a really great job. Um, they really put interest in it. Yeah, Dio Matt was pretty good. Uh, Vic Joseph, I always like Vic Joseph. I, I Like I said, I really don't like King. I know he, he's brought back because of experience, because the other two are uh, still young, but like they need to replace him. <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh... Yeah, it's, like I said, it's hard for me because I, I love the King. I would love to have him on commentary all the time. But then you hear something, you know, like the way this show was, and it just it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, we opened up with Mysterio. Do it for me, dog. <laughs> we opened up with uh, Rey Mysterio coming out in uh, street attire. And uh, King, this one got my, uh, what, I just turned off right after this. I muted it. Uh, he said, um, oh, I guess we're going to start off with the Universe title match. It's like, dude. He's in jeans and a jacket. That's not Rey Mysterio's <laughs> ring gear. <laughs> he came out, uh, talked about uh, thinking Dominic was at ringside, and mm-hmm. said it was, if it wasn't for him, he'd be retired right now. But instead, he's about to face Rollins for the Universe title tonight. Uh, Brock Lesnar came out, interrupted him. He uh, had some badass pyro. I love the return of pyro. Pyro was fucking awesome throughout the whole entire show. Just so you guys know, he's going to say the word pyro about 50 more times before the podcast ends. Nah, about 100 more times. <laughs> Just like season premiere of Raw. Season premiere. This is a season premiere of Rossi Tacos. Pyro and season premiere. Season <laughs> premiere. Now all we got to do is add pyro for our set. Um, pew, pew, that's pyro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, Rey Mysterio was there in the ring and who else comes out but... Brock Lesnar, and uh, wow, yeah, Brock Lesnar. I mean, he does what he, you know, he does what he does. And he destroys everything, and you expected, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar to destroy Rimster, and of course he did. But uh, he, you know, he gets out of the ring, goes to the barricade where Dominic is, and he kind of sees him. He's going to do something, and I don't think most people thought he actually would, but he did. He grabbed him, threw him over the barricade, and just destroyed him. He destroyed him completely. Throw him like yeah, a rag doll. <laughs> he, um, D- uh, Dominic, I counted uh, three F5s to Ray. I didn't count how yep. many to Dominic. I know they he picked him up and then threw him into the um, ring post. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. I don't know if he did any, did he do any F5s? I don't think, he probably did a couple. He did F5 to Dominic, but he did do a crazy German suplex that threw him halfway across the ring. And, you gotta realize, like Dominic's actually pretty, pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio's what five six, one seventy five. Dominic, I'm pretty sure he's a cool six feet. You know, and probably 
you know, not, I and mean, of course he's, I'd imagine he's heavier, maybe 200 pounds. You know, he's still tiny compared to Brock Lesnar, but, you know, that's taller than both of us. That's bigger than both of us. I mean, he just threw him halfway across the ring. Uh, it, it was it was crazy. And it was definitely a good start uh, to the season for me. Even for somebody like me who doesn't, I personally, I don't, I don't care about Brock Lesnar, you know, to that extent. I don't get too excited to see him. Uh, but whenever I saw this, yeah, that was definitely something to pop for. Yeah, my thing with this is that uh, Paul Heyman the whole time was all like, no, stop, stop. But um, yeah. it made no sense besides, like, like you're going to give Rimster a universe title match and then take it away. Like, I'm not a fan yeah. of Rimster or anything, but, like, what the fuck? You you uh, oh. advertise this for a week and take it away. And like, First off, don't, don't ever say that about Rey Mysterio again. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> He's a legend. You put some respect on his name, damn it. Um, but nah. later on, uh, Seth Rollins had an interview, and he did say that uh, Mysterio would get a title shot whenever he was ready. So, you know, he does get it, but... Yeah, but Rollins is going to lose the title yeah. within a week. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Unless WWE does their own kind of booking, man. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no reason for this at all, unless... Dominic's gonna come back, fucking train hard, get bigger, and whoop Brock Lesnar's ass. Because we know Rim Mysterio ain't. Not anytime soon. Uh, I know they, there's all. We forgot to cover that rumor. Uh, Kane Velasquez. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Kane Velasquez um, was a UFC champion. Right? He actually um, beat he's actually the one who beat Brock He's in uh, uh, major talks with WWE, and if he does, uh, one of the contract things is the match with Brock Lesnar. So they're saying this is the way to set it up if they do. I uh, have Cain Velasquez come out, you know, um, another uh, Mexican wrestler come out, defend Rey which, like, Dominic got attacked. Let Dominic defend for himself. Yeah. But... I don't know is that, oh my God, the thought of having Cain Velasquez there doing what he's been doing, that would... If, you know, if they want the ratings or, you know, whatever it is that they want for their show to succeed, that would be, I think, would be a main, one of the main components to it. Yeah. Like, um, I cannot tell you enough, like, how amazing he looked. And he's only done a handful of matches, like, actual matches. He's only done a handful. This dude is huge. He's a UFC fighter, a heavyweight UFC fighter. And this dude was running around, hurt around us. You know, it's big Luchasaurus. But even faster, even more agile. And bigger. Maybe not taller, but bigger. Luchasaurus is pretty big. I love Luchasaurus, man. Yeah, he, he needs uh, another, needs to be by himself one day. No, he will. Yeah. Um, will. After this, Dominic gets stretched out. Rimster is apologizing to Dominic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And uh, next up is a match. Our first match of the night. Sasha Banks against... Alexa Bliss with Becky Lynch on commentary. 
the commentators during it state that Lesnar is being questioned by authorities. Nothing ever came of that, which <laughs> they I even had a they had a, like a loud ambulance noise, and uh, the commentary had to say, "Yo, that's Dominic being taken away." <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that. I was like thinking, "What the fuck's Scott Steiner doing here?" Yeah, I mean, it's I, I get what they're trying to do, and I, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's a bad decision, but it's something that for me is that it's too corny. Yeah. You know, I mean, for some people, I'm sure that, oh my God, you know, he actually is being taken to the ambulance or whatever, but for me, it's just one of those things like, you, you didn't need to do that. Yeah, you're you know, not going to be able to scare it over the audience. That, that's all you need, you know. Um, that, that's my Sasha Banks beat Bliss in this match. Um, I really, honestly, didn't pay too much attention to it. My wife was talking to me or something. I think we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, um, it's one of those things where, the competitors in the match, to me, are amazing. Uh, both of them. You know, even with Alexa Bliss not being the best technical wrestler, her character alone, I think, puts yeah. her over. She's amazing. But it's just one of those, I think that there was other things to it that just, it just didn't, didn't do it for me, I guess. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's just one of those, I guess, like, whatever build-up to it and all that stuff it just happened not something that catches my attention I guess yeah after the match uh, Becky Lynch came out during during commentary she uh, took off the headset and King kept saying don't ruin this match no don't ruin this match don't go over there and ruin this match oh my god she's gonna go ruin this match like King shut up you never tell any of the other people in your other mm-hmm. commentating I don't know why Vince if Vince told him that it, it was annoying but yeah. like the match was, I mean, I, the match to me was wasn't all that great either. So I was already ruined by that. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that's overlooked a lot in wrestling, and like the only time we talk about it is when it's good, but is chemistry between between wrestlers and uh, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss have just never had it to me. Yeah, this isn't the first time that they've gone against each other that I was just like, I don't really care for it, or it just doesn't look like what you would expect it to be, and. The crazy thing is they have, like, real heat against each other. Like, they legit don't like each other. Yeah. And maybe that's a reason why, you know, maybe they can't come together to figure out how to how to mesh the right way to put on, you know, a five-star quality match. But that, that, that's what I see, I guess. That's why I think a lot of people don't get too interested because you see it and it's just nothing special and it's almost to the point it's nothing average either like it's just there's there's no chemistry they really don't like each other so i imagine there's not a lot of compromise or anything that goes on between them either so i i think that's a that's a problem you know and i, I think the only time that these two should ever be in a ring again is if it's some type of a tag team or you know triple threat or a fatal four-way or something where all the um, responsibility and attention isn't on each other yeah you know, I think that that would probably be the best way to move forward with this. Um, <clears throat> after the match, uh, Lynch ran, uh, ran in, tried attacking Banks, but she ran away. Then she got on the mic and said the man is back and coming around at Hell in a Cell. I'm going to retain my title pretty much. Um, the, I'm not, Hell in a Cell I'm not too much excited for. Like, none of the matches matter. But I'm pretty sure, like, usually whenever I'm not excited for shit, that's whenever they usually blow us out of the water. So maybe it'll be something good. Yeah, maybe. 
after that was Seth Rollins in the back talking about Rey Mysterio saying he feels bad for him. Someone, uh, he said since he's not going to have a match tonight, someone can step up to face him. And, yeah. After that was Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler defending their tag team titles against Heavy Machinery. Team Rudolph. <laughs> team, <laughs> team, <laughs> team Rudolph. Say it out loud. I know you want to. Team Rudolph, yeah. Rudolph. Rudolph. And I'm sure that little space in there. Uh, this match was actually pretty good. I like what they're doing with Rude. Paul Heyman, you can tell Paul Heyman's behind this because yeah. Rude's actually getting more push, more. Um, he's actually been getting main events. He got he was the, you know the, one of the five guys last week in the Universal title uh, number one tenor match. Yeah. And he was like one of the I think he was like the second he was the second to the last guy. He got pinned. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you gotta you really gotta give him give the WWE credit. They threw this tag team, right, of Dolph Ziggler and Rude together. No, and for the most part, no story, no nothing, right? Just throw them together. And they've actually made it work. Yeah. And it's hard It's hard not to when you have, you know, Dolph Ziggler, no matter what anybody says, he's a great wrestler. And he's definitely a great seller. And then you have Robert Rude, who is, I mean, one of the greatest wrestlers in Impact history. Or TNA, whatever. I think it was still TNA when he was in, right? Yeah, it was TNA. And it's, you know, the way that they've done Robert Roode since he's gotten there, it just hasn't been good. Or, you know, after he came up from NXT, it just hasn't been good. But it, it does feel nice uh, to know that now, you know, it's going in the right direction. Even though it's not as a singles competitor, you know, it's going in the right direction. But, yeah, you can tell Paul Heyman's behind this. Uh, Paul Heyman, of course, he sees it. You know, he sees who, yeah, I mean, Robert Roode was a, was a, a world champion. It was the longest reigning, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. It was the longest reigning at one point. Yeah. So it's like, you know, obviously, if he's this in this company, who at the time was probably the second or third biggest company behind WWE, you know he has potential. You know he can do this. You know, he can manage the weight of this. So why not? And then, of course, we saw it in NXT. He was amazing in NXT. And then, you know, it comes to the main roster, which he's not the only one, you know, where they mismanage him on the main roster. But, you know, something like this, you see how good he really is. And even if it's as a tag team competitor, you got to give WWE a lot of credit for how they've booked it so far. But then you also got to give, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode a ton of credit for making this become good because they were destined to fail. Yeah, um, this match was actually pretty good. Like I said, they both are great. Only grab I really have of this match. They're a tag team, yet they uh, came out to different entrances again. Yeah. That's only grab I really That everybody could be united. <laughs> they, they need to be united. Unless they're going to split them up at the, at the draft, then that's understandable. But I think they should have like yeah. a, a badass entrance. Not how, you know, mm-hmm. rude with Gable. How Gable had the robe with him as well. I don't want that. But yeah. at least have them both come out together. Instead of one coming yeah. out, then waiting on the ramp, the other one coming out. Yeah, it, it might be something, you know, where they might end up getting split up. Um, you never know. I guess if, I don't know if in Hell in a Cell they have a tag team match coming up. But if they do before the draft, 
I mean, I guess don't be surprised if they lose and then get separated. You know? But of course, we'll see from there. Um, Rude and Ziggler won the match. They retained, which again, that was surprising because I thought Heavy Machinery was gonna get the win, so they get split up in the draft. But no, they actually retained. I believe Rude uh, pinned Tucky. They're protecting uh, Otis from what I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Otis is a star of heavy machinery. Even though Tucky's still good, but he's a star. Yeah, Otis is just something else. After that was um, Miss TV. He started off saying, you know, his condolences to Remster on his son. I just want to point out, I love the Miz. I've been a fan since day one. But fuck, babyface Miz. <laughs> like, it's... it's I, I wanted him to go babyface. They did it good at first, and then it went to crap. It's just been flat ever since. Like yes. I said, it's one of those things where he's such a great competitor. He can do both, you know, and that's not the problem. The problem is when he is a baby face, it just doesn't live up to what he is as a heel, like I said, with, with Randy Orton. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can put him into these things. I'd like, my memories of, of The Miz are always what he did as a heel. And I think that's the majority of people, especially if you've been watching wrestling for a while. You know, you know all the the things that he did, all the dastardly things that he would do. So, you know, it's, it's something else. But, I mean, like I said, I personally don't like Face Miz either. Now, obviously, you don't. And that's because I was never really the biggest Miz fan either. But, you know, it's something that I think it's obvious to see. And I think they're doing it. You know, of course, he has his TV shows and, you know, this, this, and that. But, yeah, I, I really hope pretty soon he uh he does the heel turn yeah uh if Morrison returns please 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 or have him and Morrison team up as heels that'd be awesome as well yep uh he introduced his first guest Ric Flair he said 16 time world champion he came out and on the Titatron it says 17 time champion time. I don't know if that was a and mistake and the reality of it is he's probably neither <laughs> he's probably a 20 something time yeah but, you know like as far as we all know, it's always 16 times. So I think that was just an error on their part. I don't know if they'll fix that if we see them whenever the, we see them again. But that was a rumor we'll going around out. that uh, uh, what's his name, Billy Corgan, is it from uh, yeah. NWA? Finally, acknowledged one of his title changes in NWA. So oh, okay, he, so that might yeah. Okay. But Miz introduced my 16 time. I believe that the commentary said 16 times. So it's probably a mistake. Yep. Yeah, they both said 16 times, but the Titan Trunk said 17 times. I'm pretty sure that's something they'll get. If it was a mistake, of course, they'll fix it. If it's something that it did change, you know, Billy Corgan did, uh, you know, do that, then from now on, you're going to hear 17 times. So, of course, we'll see from there. Um, they both came out. They teased <laughs> in the slowest way fashion, or slowest way possible, that uh, they were going to get into it. You know, they both did their... The little signature thing, you know, Rick Flair threw off the jacket, you know, went off the top rope, or not the top rope, oh my God, please don't ever do that, Rick Flair. Uh, you know, he bounced off the, the ropes, and, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan does the U, and, you know, whatever, and they, they immediately, you know, shook hands, you know, brushed it off. Uh, Hulk Hogan said, you know, we're not spring chickens, which, of course, they are not. Um, but they did say that, let me see, what was it? What uh, pay-per-view is it? Crown it's uh, Crown Jewel on Halloween. Yeah, so Crown Jewel on Halloween, uh, they're going to have a team, uh, you know, team, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. 
TNA did it back in the day, though. What was that? Uh, TNA did it back in the day, though. TNA did it back in the day, and they even trolled the WWE, the WWE by posting that picture saying, yeah, this match was great, which I imagine probably was not. It, it was. They said it was good, but it wasn't. It was not good. I mean, the competitors, because Hogan and Flair actually wrestled in the match as well. And that is why, because yeah. I'm pretty sure they were both in their you know, 50s and 60s. Yeah, but uh, this one's 5-on-5. Five five. Hogan and Flair will not wrestle. They will be just the captains. And yeah. um, my thing with this is that you have this happening October 31st, Halloween, Crown Jewel, on Thursday. Uh, SmackDown, I'm pretty sure, is going to be in the States that the next day. So either you have your superstars from SmackDown have to fly out immediately and probably get like little to no sleep and uh, appear on SmackDown or have no SmackDown guys at all compete. And, that is um, the life of a WWE superstar. Yeah, but then you know, like little than le- little than a le- month, uh, little than a less a month later, little less than a month yeah. later. There you go. Um, Survivor Series in November will be airing, which is traditional five on five tag team matches. Like, yeah. Why? And then from our experience so far with the Crown Jewels, because there's been a couple of them now, you know, going on the past couple of years, they've never been good. But I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't they, really say that. I mean, I would. I would hundred percent say that. The, I don't think they've ever been good. Decent, sure. They've yeah. never been good. Decent. I would say some of the matches are good because I mean, not the whenever they have you know the fifty six year olds come back and wrestle a la DX and uh, uh, Brothers of Destruction or mm-hmm. Goldberg versus um, Undertaker. The Undertaker. But having the regular matches like they're, they're, those are pretty good. Like um. Remember they had that battle royal that um, was it 40, 50 men battle royal? That that yeah, was like pretty the good. Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever. No, not not that one. That one was alright. Oh, that one had Titus uh, World Slide. That was literally the greatest thing about Crown Jewel was how <laughs> Titus O'Neil slid under the ring. But was I don't even know, was that Crown Jewel? I don't know. I think so. I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a uh, because there's been different a couple different names for them. There have been, yeah. Oh, but um, some of them have been good, not you know great or anything, but they they've been decent to good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, either way though, if you're a SmackDown superstar and you're gonna have to do this show and then go to SmackDown, it it's gonna be so horrible. Um, so hopefully, of course, they make it safe, come back safe, and are safe while they're working because that's gonna be some that's crazy. It's Saudi Arabia. And uh, they get paid a lot of money, you know. So as a as a company or as a business, it'd be stupid not to take, you know, the money for the, you know for this one off show, um, despite the criticism or whatever they may get. So you know, you could see why they do it. I, me personally, like I said, I've never really been a fan of it. But at the same time, it's if I were a company or whatever, it'd be hard not to. Um, one of the problems I do have with it, though, is management for Crown Jewel and in Saudi Arabia. They don't care about what's going on now. That, that's not their thing. Their thing is, of course, they want the legend. Yeah. Right? With, you know, like you said, you know, DX and Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker versus Goldberg, all that. And it's it literally got to the point that they told, you know, <laughs> WWE, we want... Uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. We, you know, we want Brian Pillman. We, you know, we want Andre the Giant. People who, 
Andre the Giant was Eddie one who have already passed away because they're so unaware of it. That's sad to think of, but you know, it's just like, well, okay, you know, they're gonna try to bring as many legends and older wrestlers, some who are not even wrestlers anymore, back. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, I, I, come on, <laughs> you know, to me, it's like, come on, but you know, I guess we'll just see from there. Um, as far as the segment goes, I thought it was okay. Uh, you know, the whole Flair and Hogan back and forth. But what I didn't like though was it was pretty obvious to me that Flair, like, he didn't <laughs> remember the script. Yeah, and that's what sucks too because you know it's a script, and I think that's horrible, but. You know, they had a script. He kept going kind of off, and uh, Hulk Hogan and The Miz kept trying to, you know, they had, they had to keep saying things to kind of keep him, you know, get him back on track. So that kind of sucked with that. Um, you know what didn't suck, though? What? Hogan introduced his, uh, his uh, first um, team member, Seth freaking Rollins. And don't get me wrong. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It does suck because Seth Rollins hasn't been that great lately. But the fucking... I'm going to say it again. Pyro for him was bad ass. He came out. And if, whenever if you he, don't believe him, he literally put a post about it. Like yes. That's how excited he was. I and put then his wife even commented on it. Yes. Saying how much she liked it. So you got to <laughs> think it's good, right? Um, he came out. I was like, oh, okay. And the whole segment, like I said, Babyface Miz right now doesn't do it for me. So the whole segment, I was like, wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone, probably making memes or looking at memes. But then he <laughs> came out. I looked up right when he came out. The fire popped up and everything, and oh my god, I paid attention. I dropped my phone and listened to the rest of the segment, which wasn't the best, but the pyro made up for it. If you don't believe me, go back, watch Raw, go check out that pyro, because his is probably the best. Oh, and Mrs. Pyro is pretty good, too. He had like a, like a vintage Randy Orton whenever he uh, was young back in the day. Had that uh, um, spark fall and shit. Like rainfall, yeah. waterfall. So yeah, um, yeah. But yes, this pyro yeah, was the badass. Pyro, the pyro, the whole show was good. It, it was really nice to see it back. Um, Rollins pyro. came out. <laughs> Rollins came out, uh, and then for Flair, Randy Orton came out. Yeah, there's a part that you won't see. You had to see the show. Uh, <laughs> Randy Orton actually told Seth Rollins to get out of Hogan's ass. Yeah, because I um, love Randy Orton. Just so you guys know, Rollins was uh, saying that. Uh, an eight-year-old me will be kicking my shins right now if uh, I didn't say yes to being on Hogan's team. Have I told you I don't really care for Seth Rollins? Yeah, I, I, I used to like him as a heel. I, as if y'all can't tell, by this season or last season, I'm a heel guy. I like heels. Like, they have more charisma and so, shit. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it has been confirmed. Like, you can actually look this up. The segments with Seth Rollins are the lowest watched segment. People literally change the channel when they see him. Or, or you know, they, they do something else. They don't keep it on. They do not watch him. He has the lowest segments. And you have to think, especially recently, a lot of his segments have been with The Fiend. So, in turn, that's kind of, you know, rubbing off on The Fiend, too. But don't get me wrong, I love The Fiend and everybody. I, I can't think of anybody who doesn't like that character right now. But... Damn, you know. Let's hope uh, pretty soon he becomes champ, and we don't have to deal with long. Oh, you know, that, that, that's my wishing. But you know, I think Rollins. Let, let's let's uh, move on before we uh, 
<laughs> I go on this whole tirade on Rollins. Well, I, I personally think Rollins should uh, lose the title and go to the mid mid card. He'll do better there, going after yeah. the United States or um, Intercontinental to find his. He still hasn't found his footing as a babyface. I I don't believe he was. Like, do what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Knock yeah. him down a peg and then build him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that'd be good. Um, anyway, so of course, Seth Rollins for uh, Team Hogan, Randy Orton for Team Flair. Uh, and then, if I'm not mistaken, who was it? Is it Rusev that came in next? Uh, no, actually, Orton told uh, Rollins, how about we go um, head to head right now? Uh, you yeah. know, Captain versus Captain. Rollins was all for it. They told the, the freaking. Uh, camera guys to get the carpet out of the ring, and that was really awkward. They're saying forever to get the carpet out of the ring, but um, yeah. they're about to start. They're waiting for the carpet to get out of the ring. They're about to start the match. Then King Corbin comes out and uh, helps Orton attack Rollins. So or- Corbin is obviously on Randy Orton's team, and then Rusev came out to save Rollins. Yeah, and um, which I love Rusev, dude. I-, I don't like Rusev. I've never been a big fan of Rusev. I don't. But... I-, I wasn't before. But at around the time of, you know, the whole Rusev Day and all that stuff, man, I, I freaking love him. I See, think he's underrated. Rusev Day to me was more right in English charisma. Like, I, yeah. I don't think Rusev has that much charisma. So I made me a more of a fan of Aiden English rather than Rusev. Right, you obviously don't follow Rusev on Twitter and Instagram, man. I don't, know. <laughs> I follow Big E, though, on Twitter. That man oozes charisma. A B? Uh, no, uh, well, yeah, Big E, too, but Rusev. Oh, a Big E, uh, he actually announced um, some guy to the ring, I believe, in boxing this past weekend or last weekend or um, was it UFC? I can't remember. He announced someone to the ring, and it was actually, I, I always cool. like the way he is, huh? That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's good crossover appeal. Um, anyways, um, Charlie Crusoe backstage after the segment, interver- interviews Rusev. She asks where Lana is, and uh, he's silent. Then she asks him why he's back. And he said he doesn't want to talk about his problems. He wants to talk about Rollins mm-hmm. needing him to save him and challenges Rollins for the title tonight. This guy went from last week or the week prior being um, revealed Maria's, as Maria's uh, baby daddy. Yeah, to gain a universal title match. What the fuck? That's a WWE booking, buddy. Uh, after that was. The Viking Raiders versus the OC. If I'm not mistaken. Sorry, my phone's going off. Someone was calling me. Uh, yeah, Viking Raiders versus the OC. Yeah, and then uh, nothing really special. Just the I mean, the Viking Raiders actually beat the OC. There was no AJ Styles in this match, like uh, ringside. That made me upset. Yeah. But yeah, Viking Raiders but, beat the um, OC. I will say on the bright side, at least for the Viking Raiders, it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't jobbers that they were going against. Yeah, I mean. Right. I mean, that's uh, something. I think they used they used to be jobbers OC before they got back with Styles. Technically, they still are because they've been losing. Yeah. But at least they're not you know many many jobbers. Yeah. Uh, after and then that. What was next? Ricochet and Cesaro. No, after that, Matt. Well. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Charlotte Cruz is in the back, talking to. She says Lesnar's. Still in the building, wants to address his actions. Yeah, and then Cesaro interrupts. Says, um, he likes what Lesnar did, but only thing uh, criminal about the attack was he took uh, the chance away from Cesaro to attack Dominic himself. Yeah. 
And then Ricochet came out and defends Ray's honor and challenges Cesaro. So we get Ricochet versus Cesaro. And who wins this match? Ricochet. Yes. With the and West the Coast biggest, pop. Uh, yeah, with the West Coast pop. And uh, I know, you know you're not the biggest Ricochet fan. This Ricochet fan, uh, I know you think he needs to do better on the mic, which he does. Um, but, I mean, I love both of these guys. I feel like it could have been a lot better, but... Cesaro was wrestling you know, If it was built up, I, I think. If it was built up more and all that stuff, I, I think uh, it would have been a, a pretty good match. But Yeah, you know, um, Ricochet... He's good in the ring. I just don't like his mic skills. But right here in that segment, his mic skills um, were better. So I think if he, if he keeps it short, short, sweet, and to the point, yeah. his mic skills aren't that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, that was... That was really it. Uh, Cesaro controlled the match, you know, for the most part. And then, yeah, it took a West Coast pop and got that pinfall. Yeah, I, they don't know what they're doing with Cesaro. I thought, like, Cesaro's always been a Paul Heyman guy. But... Yep. I thought for sure he'll get a push, but so far he hasn't. Uh, I would have loved for Cesaro to have shown up on NXT. Oh, hell yeah. Which, of course, we're going to go over in a little bit to tell you who actually did come out at NXT. Um, just got to finish Raw first. You got to remember, Raw is three hours long, you know, compared to the two hours that, that you know, every other promotion has. So it just takes a little bit more. They, they need to get rid of that third hour. Yeah. I go back two hours. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was younger and they went to three hours. I was excited. I'm not I was excited too. And then it just got to the point where you, especially now, you know, with so many uh, different promotions, everything, now you can get burned out. Like, it is a thing. You can get burned out from watching too much wrestling and you know, all that stuff. So I, I think they should definitely take off that, uh, that third hour. They've shown as well that in that or for the majority of that third hour or at least the second hour viewership goes down like crazy so we can only hope that they they do it but of course we'll see from there yeah um just talking forever about Raw right uh, up next was Firefly Funhouse it began with uh Abby the Witch being scared um Husky the Pig uh eating and Mercy the Buzzard Hiding in his box or something. And a uh, rambling rabbit being scared. He literally dies. He is scared yeah. to death. <laughs> he died for the second time on Firefly Funhouse. I love Firefly Funhouse. Even when it's kind of like they say the same things or whatever over and over again to a point, it's always entertaining. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it, it's great. Uh, that, I think that's really all we can say about it, man. Like that. If you were to, if you do not like Raw at all, but you love wrestling, you know, or, you know, you're, you want to be aware of things going on or whatever. If there's anything on Raw that I would tell you to watch, it would be the Firefly Funhouse or anything with the Fiend. That's all you need. Exactly. Everyone was uh, scared of what would happen to Rollins. Bray Wyatt came out, says he'll, um, Rollins will be trapped by the Fiend, and the Fiend will be okay, but Rollins won't. And he's going to go on his yeah. way to tell the Fiend to be nice to Rollins, but then he says, psych. And doesn't. Then says bye. If if Wyatt does not win, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, does not win at Hell in a Cell, then we're all going to Wyatt. It would be a huge mistake. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think 
he should have gone straight to the Universal title. I think there should have been another match or another rivalry before this. However, I would love for Rollins to lose. They, so, they need to capitalize yeah. on Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, being over as fuck right now. Like, they yeah. never capitalize on anything. Braun Strowman was over as fuck. They did not capitalize. He has not won the universe title. And now no one cares for him. Like, they, they me need to... of the night maybe maybe match of the week but that's still up for debate AJ Styles defending his United States title against Cedric Alexander and um I know you didn't really watch Raw United States champion mm-hmm. yeah I know you United didn't watch United States championship huh that's for the United States championship yeah I know you didn't watch Raw but did you at least watch this match did you go back and watch it I did not actually you need to go back and watch it this match was freaking awesome they always spawn yeah. great matches. Styles. You, uh, well, you, you need to know with AJ Styles, you're not going to have a bad match. Yeah. When you have a dude like Cedric Alexander, it's, it's supposed to be a great match, you know? Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles shows you why he's good at wrestling. He can pull off oh, yeah. any move at any any point in time. He uh, mm-hmm. Styles won, retained with the Styles Clash. He was... Um, yeah. uh, how did they set it up? I believe Alexander went for a roll-up. Styles uh, picked him up. No, Styles picked. Uh, he was going for the lumbar check. Styles uh, got out of it, went for a roll up, picked him up, and then did the Styles clash. And my God, I wanted Alexander to win because he needs a title. He keeps losing the Styles, which isn't bad, yeah. but he needs a win. And I don't want Styles being champion anymore. I want him moving on to bigger and better things. But Styles yeah. retained. It would have been a huge surprise, you know, and something refreshing. Had uh, Cedric Alexander won, and I'm I'm hoping that because they put him in this match and they had so many near falls and everything like that, that it kind of shows that soon, you know, he'll be one of these breakout stars that they rely on. Yeah, I, so we can only hope. There was a rumor going around that Paul Heyman uh, wants to push him, so hopefully but that Vince goes to like petition. To fuck Vince. Vince uh, that's what I saw in the rumor because I, I saw it too. Uh, Heyman is really, really high on him. And, and I don't understand how you can't be. But, yeah, apparently Vince doesn't like him. Like, just does not like him. And I have no idea why. I'm pretty sure it's for a reason that makes no damn sense. No, but he's, uh, he's too short. Because Paul Heyman is in control of Raw right now that uh, he does get some type of a push. Yeah. Um, they'll, be, they'll be stupid to not push him. Oh, yeah. After that was Street Profits hyping up NXT. So they are NXT, and their match will be on NXT for the tag titles against the Undisputed Era. After that was Lacey Evans against Natalia. Um, nothing special here. Lacey Evans won. Uh, yeah, they they just need to stop beating. Yeah, I don't think it's anybody's attention. I don't think anybody really cares about this. They're just building up Lacey Evans right now, which is nice to have like another woman's 
uh, feud going on rather than just the, for the titles and the tag titles. But yeah. it, they didn't stop having against the same people. Yeah. Finally, we'll that. <laughs> yeah. Finally, after that, Paul Heyman uh, was in the back with one of the interviewers saying that uh, Vince is to blame for Aperture Mysterio. Why would y'all book Lesnar to appear when he's in fight mode? Because he'll be fighting and he'll be the reign defending WWE champion on Friday after he beats Kofi Kingston. And then Maria was asked about Rusev. She denies that he is the father and said that Rusev has uh, enough going on with Alana. Then Banks grabs, Sasha Banks comes out nowhere, grabs a mic, say, and runs down Becky Lynch and says she is the blueprint, Sasha Banks. Which, if you remember watching TNA back in the day, the blueprint is Matt freaking Morgan. Like, I was upset when I heard this. I, I doubt it. Matt Morgan's like a. I think he's a mayor now as well. I was like, Kane. Yeah. Unless he's a governor. I think, I think he's a mayor, though. Yes, uh, actually have the Universal Championship. Yes, Rollins versus Rusev. It ends in a no contest. Um, yeah. While they were going, I mean, it, it actually was pretty decent. Yeah, it, it, uh, I thought it was good. It was, it was actually, a, you know, it, it was pretty good uh, for what it was while they were actually wrestling. Um, so, you know, nothing to complain about in the match. But, of course, you can go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what, what happened after. Uh, we, had a, we had a return that everybody wanted. No, not John Morrison. We had the the guy that smells like money, the guy that is money, Bobby Lashley, come out. The almighty. The almighty Bobby Lashley return without Leo Rush, his hype man, which was sad. Uh, he returned. His music came out. He was on the ramp. Oh, by the way, uh, King Corbin and Randy Orton were on the ramp watching the match. During commercial break, King Corbin's uh, throne broke. <laughs> His throne broke, and you can see Randy Orton laughing his ass off. Well, they were both laughing their ass off, but Randy Orton was cracking up. I, like, I just want to point out before anything, before the uh, the nonsense, uh, the bullshit. Um, I would not mind seeing a tag team of Randy Orton and King Corbin. Honestly, I wouldn't either. I, I would not either. I, I think that'd be something. It's one of those things where it's like I didn't know I needed this. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see it and have them actually have a run with the titles. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, that'd be something pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, anyways, after uh, the last she came you know, out after that, yeah. <clears throat> he uh, he was uh trying to introduce someone to come out, but like they're taking forever. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But finally, the music of Rusev's wife, Lana, played, and Lana walked to the ramp to Bobby Lashley, and they made out for maybe a whole two minutes. It was, uh, yeah, I remember, like Lana and Rusev are legit married. Like they are really. Yes, they they are really a real life couple. They are really. I married. don't know if it's, if Rusev is a great actor or if he really was hurt, but this man had the most disturbed face. Like he closed his eyes, you know, for a piece of it. Yeah. He opened his eyes and still saw it. The, uh, it's they know this is gonna happen. Okay, like this is it's all scripted. They know what's gonna happen, but. Oh my God! Look, I'm married. You're married. 
I don't even, I, I don't care. Like, even if it was a story, I don't think you should bring your wife into it. No. And uh, I don't know if you saw Lance Stormers on Twitter, and he said that Macho Man told him a long time ago, um, you know, I I had my wife in a storyline, which he had Miss Elizabeth in the storyline. And he said, now look at me, I don't have a wife. And I can understand why. You know, it starts off as a storyline, or it starts off as something small. Yeah. To, you know, but, to be fair with that though, Macho Man was uh, really. To be fair about that though, Macho Man was like a really jealous type. He but, was. I'll give him that. Like he was, un, like he was unhinged. You know, yeah. and with jealousy. But, but still, man, it, it's, well, it's understandable. For me, my, me personally, I don't like it. I did not like it. I, I didn't like that they did this. I, I don't. I don't like those kind of segments in WWE or in wrestling in general. I usually nothing good comes out of it because oh. even if they keep it you know straight storyline it's usually not a great storyline yeah even when you know they've already done this with Rusev and Lana with Dolph Ziggler and Summer Rae a couple of years ago that yeah was a horrible segment which I think this would be a little bit better because of the people involved but I, I still don't think it's gonna be good and I don't know what they're doing I hope it's good I hope that the payoff like if it means Rusev gain a universal I don't like Rusev I don't care for Rusev but if it means, you know, hey, you're going to get a WWE title shot or you're going to get a WWE uh, championship match or universal run after this, I understand. Yeah. He had to have at least – he, he had to have known about it. I'm pretty sure if yeah, he was yeah. like, you know, didn't want to do it, he would have at least told him, hey, I'm uncomfortable with it. But, I mean, it was, if they told him, hey, it's your, you're, you're in a, a love story with Maria where you're the baby daddy or Lana's getting um, – uh, Bobby Lashley, which one would you choose? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she'll, he'll probably want to talk to Lana. Lana wouldn't be have fine being with her, him with Maria, and vice versa. But like, come on, I, I didn't like it. This actually surpassed what happened at the true ending, and everybody's talking about it more. Yeah, um, yeah, it was real awkward because it was like a, it was like literally two minutes that they were making out. Like I've never seen. Had, whenever you make out with your wife, do you make out for two minutes straight? Only when I'm getting ready for sexy time, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just no, man, that's weird. <laughs> well, you know, it it, 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 it just felt it's awkward. Not weird if you're doing it to your own wife, man. Yeah. It's weird when you're doing it to somebody else in front of them, you know. And but, then uh, you had I King Corbin and Randy Orton on the side laughing their asses laughing off. Laughing their asses off. Because, you know, damn well Randy Orton's sitting there like, my wife ain't getting in on this. <laughs> I'm not putting her in no damn storyline. I don't think Baron Corbin's married, but I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know? Like, it's... I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, it, it, I think it was a stupid move. Um, I would only hope... You know, regardless of the storyline, I would only hope that at the end of it all, Lana and Rusev are okay. <laughs> you know, because, oh my... Anyways, that was how Raw ended. Um, it was a decent show. But it that's, was, that's, premiered, you know, that's, that's not the ending. Up for it. That's not the um, ending. What? what was that? That's not the ending. That's not the ending? No, uh, The Fiend came out. Oh, my bad. You're right. There's something even bigger happening. My bad. Yeah, see, see, but that surpassed everything. The Fiend came out. <laughs> exactly. The lights. <laughs> the lights went off, and the Rusev didn't even saw the lights. He just kept looking at the fucking the ramp. The lights went off. Uh, the Fiend came out. Rollins' face, Rusev would just keep looking at the ramp, 
And Brolin was like looking around, like screaming, like, oh my god, oh my god, where is he? Please no, please no. And it was just fucking hilarious. And then yeah. uh, the Fiend came out, did the Mandible Claw to Rollins, and that's that's how it ended. That's how it ended. The damn kiss overshadowed the Fiend. Yes. And it's not, I don't it's not a good thing. No, it, it, it is not. It's not. Um, the Fiend is being built up, of course, the best thing in wrestling, really the best thing in wrestling right now. Uh, to the point that even commercials, you know, if you watch on Fox or, you know, USA, wherever you're at and you see a SmackDown commercial, there's, you know, that little half a second, you know, image of the theme. People who are not wrestling fans actually got scared <laughs> and were actually on Twitter and everywhere saying, what the hell was that demon thing I just saw? <laughs> that's that freaking hilarious. That is amazing. Uh, that's how Raw ended. Uh, like I said, it was a good show. I didn't like the ending. The ending was disgusting. The... <laughs> He tastes like money. Oh, Bobby Lashley afterwards tweeted out, tastes like strawberry. Yeah, he said tastes like strawberries. Um, Lana posted a picture that had nothing to do with the storyline. It was just a picture of herself. And everybody and her, all her friends in the comments were like, damn, that was sexy. You know, like her friends, or, you know, women were like, hey, you know, that was steamy. That was I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, to me, it's just like, I don't understand, but. Whatever. Oh, you Summer. Know, I guess we'll see how this goes. Uh, Summer Ray was on Instagram. Uh, WWE posted a picture of um, Brock Lesnar being up Dominic, throwing him yeah. on like ragdoll, and Summer Ray commented, "I wish, uh, I wish that was me or some shit like that." I, I said, know. What the uh, fuck? In the comments for one of Summer Ray, she put a picture. It wasn't wrestling related at all, but oh my god, the comments got flooded of, "Hey, you need to come back and help Nuru." <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, I'm ready. Come back. But, like I said, ultimately, though, the show itself, it was a good show, a horrible one for me. Um, but as far as the season premiere and everything, you know, you know, all the stuff it was building it up to be, it was really good. You know, yeah. and that's not something that can consistently be said about the way, how, you know, how Raw's gone the you know, past year, couple years. Um, but it was really good. And that's hope it stays that way. Him and took over, you know, it, they've been... It's definitely going up. So, we can only hope that uh, it'll continue to be that way. Yeah. Um, it was a season premiere, in case y'all guys did not know. It was the return of Pyro, in case you did not know. And, um, yeah, the season premiere of Raw. Yeah, I remember the season premiere. Season premiere of Raw. <laughs> this premiere. is a season premiere of Wrestling Tacos. Which, uh, we actually uh, posted on Instagram and Facebook and everything before Raw put their season premiere. So, uh, we're ahead of the curve. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you collect comics, Marvel or DC? At Trinity Comics, you don't gotta pick a side, because they have everything. Looking for old key comics? Looking for the new hot stuff? Then stop on by the Trinity Comics and Collectibles at the Corpus Christi Trade Center, 2833 South Padre Island Drive. Follow their Facebook at Trinity Comics stay up to date on what they get in. Illegally Imported is a car brand that focuses on what's important in the car community. Your car. You like pictures? Hit them up on Instagram at Illegally Imported to follow all of their new pics. You want a personal shoot? Drift into their DMs and they will get you squared away. Corpus Christi to Dallas and everywhere in between. Follow them on Instagram at Illegally Imported. Illegally Imported has a special offer this month. You can pre-order one of their shirts for $20 for the Dia de los Muertos Special Edition launch. Hood Wrecking Entertainment. Do you collect figures, movies, CDs, or pops? If so, hit up HWE. They are located at 4060 Southport Avenue in Corpus Christi, Texas. They are the dopest near the ocean. 
also have studio time for you aspiring musicians. They're open Monday through Thursday, 12 noon to 10 p.m., and Friday, Saturday, 12 noon to 11 p.m., closed Sundays. Follow them on Facebook at HWE. Tell them Rasslin' Tacos Podcast sent you. Next uh, up, um... The next thing, what, what you want to go over, NXT? Yeah, let's just be straight honest. Uh, I, you didn't watch NXT. And... I did not watch NXT, and the reason being is because I was watching AEW. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I don't have cable. I have a fire stick, so I have apps. And uh, it would be very hard, especially because I have an old fire stick, it would be very hard to go to the TNT app, put on AEW, and then in between a commercial or, you know, whatever, the break, go all the way out, go to, is it on USA? Yes. So what can I watch on WWE Network? Uh, no, it's on USA. It'll be on uh, it's, NX it's on WWE Network. I would have had downloaded. I would have had, you know, all that stuff. It was too much of a pain in the ass, so I made a decision beforehand. I'm gonna go with AEW. Uh, I I NXT, believe NXT is great. NXT has always been great. Well, after they were a game show, they've always been great. Like, don't get me wrong. Hey man, like game show is great. Watch them as much, but I know they're great. So I wanted to see what AEW is all about. Yeah, it's like AEW is uh, their first show. Yeah. And you already know NXT is going to be great. So, like, now why not watch the first show, see what it's all about, rather than exactly. something you already know is going to be great. But I didn't watch it. I was going to go back and forth, but I was on my phone a lot. So I wasn't able. I was actually going to be on TV, AEW, on my phone, NXT. I was on my phone making memes on Facebook and fucking around. So yeah. I just really watched AEW. But yeah. I went back, read the shit, read what happened. You know they're gonna, all the matches are going to be great. All the matches are going to be good. It's NXT, so you know the matches are good. So we ain't going to say, you know, hey, this match was a really good match. This match was a great match. Or this match was a boring match because there's no boring matches on NXT. This isn't Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah, but they're <laughs> a whole different thing. Uh, AEW and NXT are very similar in what they bring because it's not so much sports entertainment. You know, it is more sports-based. That's uh, part, like, as far as it's, it's wrestling. It's great wrestling whatever promos whatever they do it's there's not something extra to it there's not something stupid to it to me you know in Smackdown well of course we'll see how Smackdown goes on Friday but Raw is very much like that you know you have cheating stories <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you don't need to me you don't need things like that they never go well some people enjoy it that's fine some people don't like AEW or NXT because of how they do things you know so it is just how you like wrestling, but as far as NXT uh, and well, AEW, so Wednesday night from now on, the Wednesday night works, right? As much as both companies will say it's not a war and then say, well, yeah, it's competition, whatever. It's Wednesday night works. They're on at the same time, they're going to fight for viewers. Um, so, of course, that was the thing last night with AEW being, this being their first live show ever that wasn't a pay-per-view. Uh, I think it was the no-brainer. They were going to be number one trending on Twitter. They were going to have all these viewers, whatever. But don't sleep on NXT because NXT, of course, you know, majority of people who are, if you watch NXT, you already know what's going on. Um, and this was their first live tapings as well. It was great. They were both great. If you go to any social media, anywhere, you are going to see the, you know, 100,000 people here saying, AEW, you're going to see exactly the same. 100,000 people, you know, on the other side saying NXT. You can't go wrong with either. It just depends on how you like wrestling. Me personally, I like AEW better. 
but I'm also not, I don't watch NXT as much. So I'm not going to, I don't back talk NXT. The, you know, I don't need to. But. The best thing about right now, about wrestling and how we're living right now, you don't have to pick a side. You can pick both. You can watch AEW and then watch NXT. The best thing actually is AEW is, um, AEW Dynamite is airing the live one, 7 to 9, which is Eastern Time, or no, Central Time. And then right after, they're airing the second episode. The, the, same, ep- the same episode the again. The yeah. So you can watch NXT, and then after NXT is done, go watch the rerun of AEW Dynamite. Or you could just watch AEW and then wait till the next day on Thursday and watch NXT on WWE Network. Or you can just you watch BBR, both at the same time. All that. There's so many different options to do to be able to watch both. And uh, it's a great time. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You know, as much as we want to say, oh, this one's better, no, this one's better. And then, you know, if you like the smaller promotions and you say, well, this one's better than all, whatever, hey, just watch it. It doesn't matter. Just watch, watch what you them, want to watch. enjoy it. They're all giving you something different. Um, with that being said, though, we'll go over NXT. Uh, the first match was actually a surprise. Uh, it actually was the championship match, NXT championship match. And that was Adam Cole baby. versus Matt Riddle. You got to pause for the baby. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Adam Cole, baby. And Matt Riddle. Bro. Bro. Uh, this match, I watched highlights of it, and like I said, all the matches were good, so I ain't going to talk about it, but Cole ended up picking up the win, retaining his title. It's not Matt Riddle's time. Why would uh, they have Adam Cole and then the Spear lose the title? It makes no sense right now for their era. But uh, after the match, we saw the return to NXT of Finn Balor. Yep, so Finn Balor came back, new uh, haircut and everything. Uh, he actually I looks skinnier. I mixed feelings about it. Like, it. It's a good return. You know, don't get me wrong. That is something that will make you jump out of your seat. Um, I'm sure he wanted to go back to NXT with the way everything was going on Raw, but it's just one of those things where I feel like that position would be better for Cesaro, maybe. You know, where they don't, they really don't know what the hell they're doing because, you know, with the Fiend... Right, he, he beat Finn Balor. Finn Balor took his break, and now he's on NXT. I would have loved if this weekend, uh, the Fiend beats Seth Rollins, he becomes champion, and then Finn Balor versus the Fiend, right? They actually have a long rivalry, which culminates to a WrestleMania match of the Demon versus the Fiend, which I know that was something you really would have wanted to. Yeah. That's, you know, in a perfect world, you know, that's the perfect scenario to me. Of course, they didn't see that way, and, I mean, it's it's a competition. They want to bring back people. They want to do this and that to get the viewers. It makes sense. I just think this spot should have been better for uh, Suzuki. Or maybe, you know, maybe another wrestler is being underutilized, but it's also not in any type of a story or, in, you know, anything where it's just always random. You know, or even somebody who's not even on TV right now that we've forgotten about. You know, I, I just think there's different ways or different people we could have done this, but ultimately, though, it, it's a great return. You know, yeah. Finn Balor, you can't underestimate how good he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that was really it. Uh, he says that what NXT is, is now. Yeah. yeah, Finn Balor's NXT for now. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was 
it was a good spot. It did what it was supposed to do, shock the fans for the first uh, opening match, and it shocked the fans. Finn Balor returned. That was cool. Um, yeah. I mean, a Cesaro, I think he'll do better in NXT UK because he. I think he sure. meshes better with UK guys. But Yeah, but I, I keep feeling since NXT UK guys have been showing up on NXT, I don't, I don't even understand why there's NXT UK, to be honest. Well, yeah, not just, not all of them are showing up, so it's just a good thing. I know, I know not all of them. Are still making a developmental type thing, and plus UK. Yeah. Uh, after that was Velveteen Dream coming out on his couch, pushed by some lovely ladies that he always has. He um, yeah. demanded a rematch, his rematch for the North American title with Roderick Strong. Um, I was uh, reading about it. Apparently, he made a couple mistakes on the promo. It wasn't yeah. that good of a promo. But yeah. He, uh, I think he stuttered a couple times, you know, kind of stumbled. That, you gotta re- remember, and I'm sure we've said it enough already, but this was the first live NXT. Yeah. You gotta realize that with NXT, you know, how it was before, everything's taped beforehand. He could have kept redoing, you know, he could have kept, um, redoing the promo until it was good or whatever the case may be. This was live. It could be that maybe he was a little nervous, but, you know, forgot what he was gonna say. I don't know. It's an NXT. The Velveteen Dream is one of the one of the best right now on the mic. You know, so that, it was definitely you know uh, uncharacteristic of him, but you know, he was still a very good promo. Yeah, it was just a shock to hear. Um, okay. After that, they announced next week will be Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak for the now NXT Cruiserweight title. They rebranded the Cruiserweight title or at Two Hundred Five Live title, whatever. To the NXT Cruiserweight, which is great to me. Yeah, and that's gonna be a great match. Um, hopefully, all the 205 guys come over. Hopefully, they just cancel 205 Live completely and have 205 Live with the they, NXT guys. They are. They're canceling 205 Live. They, they haven't announced it yet, but hopefully, it's sometime soon. Yeah. After that was uh, Io Shirai versus Mia Yim. Um, nothing really special about this match. Io Shirai won. Yeah, again, you know, these are all, every match on this card, and AEW's card as well, were very good. Um, this one, very good. You know, it's what you expected, I would say. Yeah, after that was Gargano versus uh, Shane Thorne. I really like what they're doing with Shane Thorne. I know you don't really um, follow too much, but Shane Thorne was with uh, Tag Team, called TM61. Yeah. At and his, and uh, the uh, the tag team partner left to another promotion, right? No, he actually retired to uh, oh, he retired. be with his kid and his uh, wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, you so know, pushing him as a singles competitor and uh, kind yeah. of been building him up. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be like a quick squash match, but it wasn't, and it was actually a pretty pretty good match from the highlights. That's good. And um, Shane Thorne, I want them to build him up, not just have him do yeah. these matches and that's it. No, they, they need to build him actually up because he's actually yeah. pretty good on the mic and a good in-ring guy. Well, even though he took the loss in this match, I mean, just the fact that it was against Johnny Gargano and he looked good, I mean, that, that should show, you know, that uh, they do see his potential and should be pushing him sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, after that was Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship against Candice LeRae. Uh, Baszler retained... And I've been wondering how long has she been champion? She won the a title. Yeah, she won the title 
last year at Evolution, which was October 28th. So she's going to come yeah, up on one year. About to be a year, yeah. And uh, this is her second reign. Her first reign was like four months or three months. But uh, the longest reigning NXT Women Champion was Asuka at 500 days or some shit like that. So I'm hoping... Asuka should have shown up and challenged her, but you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hoping Oscar returns to NXT. That's one of my big things, having Oscar like, all these returns and shit to NXT. Having yeah, Oscar yeah, back. Yeah, that'd be one that I would love to see. And uh, having uh, Basler run roughshod over her, like, for a couple times, and then having Basler um, finally lose the title. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people on Twitter saying that the wrong person won, Candice LeRae should have won. Um, the way I see it, I mean, with Shayna Bay, you know, Basler, from what I've seen, I mean, not only is she great, but she's just a great champion in itself. It makes sense to, you know, stop this now, I guess you could say. Well, she's had it for a long time, almost a year, and I've been saying since I don't know how long that uh, she should lose the title and go up. And I was like, you know, maybe she'll lose it here and then appear on Friday, but that that didn't happen. I'm always wrong every time I say, oh, she should lose it here and appear. Yeah. Well, they're also trying to, you know, now NXT is not, it's supposed to not be a developmental brand anymore. Now it's going to be its own thing. So now I would think that she's going to have it for a while longer before somebody else takes it. Yeah. Hopefully it's Oscar who returns to NXT. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, after that was Pete Dunne versus uh, Danny Birch. Uh, they've been doing this with Pete Dunne for a while. A couple, at least a couple shows. Uh, Pete Dunne fought last week against Oni Lorcan. And uh, he's, you know, having these good matches, 10-minute matches, but he just wins them. And uh, this one was probably the last one because after he won, Damien Priest attacked Dunn. And uh, I'm real big on Damien Priest, uh, his former punishment, Martinez. I think uh, me and you had a conversation the other day about him. And Yeah, we did. Uh, it was from... really funny. I, I don't remember what brought it up, but yeah, it was out of nowhere. I was asking you about him, and yeah, you were gushing all over him. Yeah, I didn't... He's finally going to be... It's only fitting that he came back, so I'm excited to look more into it and, and see what he does. Uh, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things, especially when he was uh, Punishment Martinez. Yeah, he, that was a big loss for Ring of Honor to me, at least. Um, yeah. But uh, he's going to be feuding with Pete Dunne, and that's going to be a pretty pretty good matchups. Oh, yeah. After that was the main event of the evening, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley defending the NXT Tag Team titles against the Street Profits, who uh, were... Um, their entrance was uh, wrapped by Wally, Wally, Wally. Yeah, that guy, that rapper guy. There you go, buddy. <clears throat> and um, I don't know, man. I like the the Adam Cole's guy better, Josiah Josiah Williams. He's a uh, pretty good. Uh, what was it, Russell and Flow? I like that yeah. better. But I don't know, Wally. I guess is a multi-time record-selling bullshit, whatever. But uh, Undisputed yeah. Era retained their tag team titles with help from Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. So they retained titles. Uh, this one I heard a lot of complaints about that it was uh, limited commercials, but the whole time you were seeing a whole bunch of commercials, split screen and shit. Yeah. And that's how two thirds of the show was. Honestly, I thought it's limited commercials. We're going to be doing that. But apparently this match was two thirds as well, was commercials. Uh, after the match... Yeah, if there's anything I could say about yesterday that I did not like was how many commercials they had. Um, I like the split-screen idea, but I just think they did it at some times that were not... It shouldn't have been there, but... Yeah. 
after the match, Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong, and Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish were in the ring holding their titles, saying, yeah, the prophecy's true. They, they didn't talk on mic, but like, they're, yeah, they're soaking in the moment. Adam Cole came out to the entrance ramp, because at the entrance ramp saying, yeah, prophecy, woo. And then uh, we had a return. Um, well, a return that I believe is a really badass return, because I was always high on this guy. Everybody's well, high the on this guy. Biggest return um, of the week, uh, well, at least until we see what happens on Friday. But so far this week, probably the biggest return. Yeah, well, I mean, we already know what's gonna happen Friday. They already announced it. So I don't think it's really that big return now. Unless there's some returns Unless, that we don't know. Yeah, but know. right now, this, to me, this is the return of the month. Or yeah, this is the beginning of the month actually. But either way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the big return. Tommaso Ciampa came out, and he had his eyes the whole time planted on Goldie, the NXT world title. Yeah, and he looked great. Yes. He looks like he's in amazing shape. Yes. Almost like he has him off step. Um, I think he had a, uh, what, a neck injury, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, definitely not something to take lightly, and it, it did take him a while to come back, but... It's very encouraging. I checked. If I'm not mistaken, he came back pretty early compared to what you know. What was a he was uh, supposed to come back thought. in a year, a year to fourteen months. I believe it was. I don't think it was that long. I don't know when he he left at the beginning of the year. I want to say. Yeah, I don't even think not even a year. So you know, I chose you know be he took that rehab and everything very seriously, and you know I'm excited to see what he does next because that that was definitely a great return. Yeah, he uh, Champa versus Cole for that title. The match is going to be amazing, and whether it's on Takeover or on, they haven't announced any Takeovers yet. But if they still continue to Takeovers, or if they just keep it on USA, either way, that match will. I will be sure to tune in that match, no matter what's going on in AEW. I'll be sure to tune in. One final word. Hey guys, we know you're wrestling fanatics just like us, but are you also Funko fanatics? If so, then Pop Gorilla is a store for you. They specialize in Funko items such as Pops, Mystery Minis, and more. Located at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive, Booth 135. They're open Saturdays and Sundays, 1045 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow them on Facebook at Pop Gorilla to stay up to date. And make sure to tell them Rastin Tacos Podcast sent you. If you like Rastin as much as I do, then you got to collect figures, pops, and autographs of your favorite wrestlers. You know where I go to get the best deals? Off-the-wall sports collectibles. They specialize in any and all sports memorabilia, including wrestling. Best autograph 8x10s in the game. Visit them at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive or follow them on Facebook at Off The Wall Sports Collectibles. Stay up to date. Tell them Wrestling Tacos Podcast sent you. All right. And uh, so, of course, while NXT was going on, it was also AEW's first live show. Um, Overall, I think it was a great show. Like I said, wherever you look, there's going to be the people who say AEW and the people who say NXT. Um, overall, they both did amazing. Um, the first match, of course, our page itself has been promoting this match. It was Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, for those of you who don't know or haven't seen, we did get to interview Sammy for a couple of minutes. Um, great dude. You know, re- really, really great uh, as a person, but as a wrestler, he's amazing. Um, first match of the night, and... Yeah, you know, it's, it's what we expected, I would I would say. Um, I don't think anybody thought Cody would lose, but Sammy did his thing. Right? He, he was amazing out there. Um, he, they have two different types of styles. You know, Cody Rose is more of a, the classic old school, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm slow, methodical, target, 
the you know the new age you know he's stepping out of things split and all this this and that um again great match the highlight of that match though uh the spanish fly you know so yes. he jumps straight up to the turnbuckle from the ring and does that you know pretty much gets him like in a rock bottom but a back of the spanish fly yeah that was amazing but um right after that you know he went for his back flip and uh, Cody Rhodes countered it rolled him up or uh, not not rolled him up he uh, did the inside cradle and got the win um, after the win you know while he's uh, oh, I'm sorry uh, what was it Tony Schiavone now which let me just say how great it is to have him back like in wrestling Tony Schiavone is amazing yeah. um, he came going to interview Cody. Uh, Sammy pushed Cody and then shook his hand. And uh, while that was going on, Chris Jericho came from behind and attacked Cody. Um, yeah, it, it was a. I think it was a great way to start off the show. Yeah, Jericho came out attacked and uh, he talked on the mic for a little bit. Said a little bit of the bubblier. I think he said that. <laughs> yeah, he, he cut a, a little promo. Um, and then. While the commercial was going on, you know, it was, it was a split screen or whatever. Um, he actually grabbed one of the uh, cameraman's cameras and was taking selfies. Uh, it, it was funny, um, but I like it because, you know, they have their match set up at, at a full gear on, in November. So it was a good way to ignite that feud. You know, because up to this point, the, you know, the only thing that we had seen were the road to, you know, wherever, where, you know, they had their things. But as far as in the ring, there hasn't been much. So I, I thought that was a good uh, a good way to introduce that, especially to the people who didn't follow the series on YouTube. Yeah. Um, this match, you covered it. It was great. Guevara, I just want to point out, he is being a, he's, he's a heel. He's obviously a heel in the company. Oh, yeah. And uh, in person, he's, he's a real nice guy. He's really great. His vlogs are awesome. But <laughs> uh, just the fact that people were booing him, and uh, like as soon as it, yes, as soon as the music hits, they started booing. I was like, what the hell? And then at one point, I believe uh, um, he's on the outside. Brandy Rose, of course, is right there on the outside, taunting him. And then Cody's about to go for a dive. Guevara does a typical heel. Pulls Brandy in the way, and makes Cody hit Brandy, and the fans just started shouting immediately, "Asshole!" And yeah. the storytelling, yeah, you know, they're building him up, well, built himself up, I, you know, to be a, a good heel. And I, I honestly didn't expect that. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't think they were gonna boo him immediately because I didn't know if he was gonna be a heel or not. Um, but wow, yeah, yeah if, it, it was, uh, it was something. If you don't know who uh, Sammy Guevara is, uh, look him up. Go to YouTube. He has his own YouTube channel, Sammy Guevara. This is his and Cody's first ma- uh, second match uh, facing off ever. The first match was here in Corpus Christi at the Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance, GCWA, back in 2016. If uh, you don't know who he is, go look him up. He has a few matches on his YouTube. His vlogs are awesome. He does uh, weekly vlogs and shit. And his vlogs are probably the best in the, in the industry right now. But go look him up. His matches are always great. Go look up him versus Cody. Uh, I think this match topped it, but maybe it was because he was actually playing a heel this time more up. And uh, the audience, of course, made it nice. Of course. Uh, the next match after that was uh, Brandon Cutler versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, or MJF, mm-hmm. as we call him. Uh, for those of you who don't know, MJF is a straight asshole. 
He's a prick. And, and uh, Tony Schiavone made sure on TV to say he is a prick. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, he's, he's a great talker. He's only 23 years old. Let that sink in. <laughs> uh, right off the bat with this one, they, they made they made it known who the star of this match was. Color came out to his music, came out, made his entrance, got in the ring. And then... Great, uh, Dungeon the Dragon shirt. Yeah, and, and uh, no no pyro, no nothing, no nothing shazazz uh, or anything. MJF comes mm-hmm. out, pyro, everything immediately. They, they made it known who the star of the show was, of the this match was. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time that they did that, I will say that as far as, you know, in the ring, Brandon Cutler, Brandon Cutler can do some things. Yeah. You know, he, he shows that he belongs on the show. Um, I don't look at him as, as some type of job we're in. If I did before, that definitely went away. Um, I think he did a great job. Uh, but MJF is, is a whole other animal. Uh, this dude is an old school heel. Yeah. Right? He is old school. He rakes the eyes. He he does these things that it's just like you're such an asshole. You know, I don't like you, but damn, I cannot deny the fact that you have, that you're, you're great. You know, you just cannot deny it. They played up the the bully dynamic in this one, where MJF was bullying yeah. him, and then finally Color was able to get upper hand, but then he just got knocked down a peg again. At one point, he went to the top rope, Cutler, and um, I don't know if that was planned. I don't think it was planned where he uh, was gonna jump off of it, but he, he slipped, and uh, it looked like he tweaked his knee. And I, I'm pretty sure they caught it short because the match was three minutes. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to go on longer, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they didn't call it short, and that's how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, it, it might not have been, you know, what was planned, but I will get it. Like, if it wasn't, you know, if this is because he got injured, whatever the case may be, I think they handled it in such a great job. You know, it makes it, okay, he fell, you know, he hurt his leg, and then he starts to run at uh, MJF, MJF grabs the ref. You know, if it if it really did happen, you know, he got hurt, I'm pretty sure MJF told him, hey, he's hurt, you know, it's Mr. Mash, and he puts him in an arm bar, and, it, you know, it's a submission nobody taps out to. But if you watch the match, that was the arm that he kept working on. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. It was good storytelling to me. Um, I thought it was really good. They both come away looking good. But of course, MJF, like I said, he, he's a whole different animal. That was uh, the first tap out in uh, Dynamite history. It sure was. Um, after that was Chris Van Vliet, which I, like, I like his interviews, Chris Van Vliet, and the fact that they signed him. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, he interviewed Kevin Smith and... I don't know the other guy's name. Jay Muse, Jay and Silent Bob. They, yeah, were, like, uh, they were promoting the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, um, especially because Chris Jericho actually comes out of it. Um, so, you know, of course, they're, they're getting interviewed there. Uh, then you see Chris Van Vliet, you know, looking around, like, hey, what's going on, or whatever. And uh, you see Angelico and Jack Evans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, you know, they come out, uh, start talking crap to Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, <laughs> and at one point, uh, Jack Evans says, uh, you know, the, the times suck, which you, you got to see clerks for that. But, you know, it was really funny. And then while that was going on, private party came from, I guess, their private area, uh, came, said some things to uh, Jack Evans and Angelico. And uh, also, Jay Muse actually told that team, Angelico and Jack Evans, or Angelico and Jack Evans, uh, you know, you, you can't win a match. It's very, in AEW, wins and losses matter is what they're trying to push. And actually, when they came out, next to their names was their win-loss record. Um, 
Jack Evans and Angelico haven't won a match in AEW yet, so I guess technically he's not wrong. Uh, I, I like it, you know. And, and then I like that when they add celebrities to these things, I don't like it when the celebrities are at the top of the card. Yeah. So I like that it was like a mid to lower card thing. You know, it was just a quick thing that that was it, and I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that that happened. And then um, right after that, it was weird. It was two non wrestling segments in a row, but they were very quick. So I like that. Um, SCU came out, and uh, or they had a little, you know, video package. Um, Scorpio Sky was Barack Obama. Uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian were the presidential aides or whatever. And, you know, they did their whole, you know, this is the worst town I've ever been in. We all love to hear it. So, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they came out. They got interviewed um, at the top of the at the uh, top of the stage, and the Lucha Bros came out. You know, did the whole Zettelmiel thing and uh, started brawling. And dude, you got to give credit to uh, the refs, Aubrey Edwards, the, the chick. That chick is freaking tough, man. She was holding back Kazarian like all badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever they uh, were interviewed, Sky uh, Scorpio Sky announced that the team, the two people that are going to be uh, team in this tournament. Is it going to be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, the experienced teams? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they they all got attacked. They were all attacking each other, um, which is nice. It's actually a pretty good brawl. Yeah. All right, and then uh, next up we had Hangman Page versus the Bastard Pack. I think it should be Pack, but whatever. Uh, it's actually supposed to happen at Double or Nothing, but, of course, uh, you know, Pac had his things with his other promotion go down and whatever the case may be. Uh, it was a really good match. Uh, I, I think it could have been better, but I don't think that they went out of their way to make it better because it was a, it's a televised show and it wasn't a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it was it was really good. Um, Pat came out with the win after doing his, uh, his I think it's Black Arrow and then he did his uh, what is it brutalizer whatever it's called I forget what it's called um he, whatever you know whatever it is though um it was really good um it's kind of weird though you know cause you gotta see you know Paige was built up as this top baby face and then he loses Chris Jericho and now he loses the pack he's kind of on the same road as Kenny Omega in a way you know where they're, they, they're losing but they're baby faces and they're trying to find their way or whatever it kind of makes it interesting to see what they're gonna do cause I doubt it's gonna be in the same type of way, you know what I mean? Yeah, he uh, made Paige tap out. Um, mm-hmm. I think at one point he uh, low blowed Paige while the referee wasn't looking. Yep. And he made yeah, that kind of he, a deal. Uh, he, he did it, Earl Hebner didn't see it. Um, after that, Britt Baker was on commentary for yep. the first. For the Riho. AEW, uh, Women's World Championship. Yeah. Uh, with Riho versus Nyla Rose. We've seen them in the ring before together, but it was in a triple threat match. And Rio actually did the roll up and pin Nyla Rose. Um, we they were in Nyla Rose's hometown, you know, in DC. Uh, and of course, they built her up as this big monster. She's done all the promotions, everything like that. So I think it was safe to assume Nyla Rose was going to win. And in a way, it was almost safe to assume that it was going to be a decent match. But I'm not going to lie, dude, this match was amazing. It started off very slow. To be honest, I, I didn't watch this match that much. I uh, you should have. 
My daughter is supposed to be in her room, so I have to go keep going back and forth to go clean it. Yeah, you should have. Um, it was one that honestly I would have skipped at first because the crowd, you know, by that point they were already kind of dying down, and you know, it's just one of those things. But dude, they they were amazing. They they built it up. The crowd was going crazy by the end of the match because Rio did a freaking superplex on that Rose. Like she was doing these things that it was just like, what the hell, you know, to see how small she is doing these things it was amazing um and Rio came up with the win she ran did a double knee to the face and got the pin um yeah it, it was it was something dude you should go back and watch it it was really good um while Rio won Michael Nakazawa came out was gonna interview her in Japan, uh, Japanese and all that stuff and uh Nyla Rose attacked them actually did a like a crazy hard power bomb on uh <laughs> on Michael Nakazawa like his eyes were back in his head yeah, she and, uh, she kind of botched that a little bit though. She almost uh, dropped him on his oh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, yeah, but then she did it, and oh my god, like it looked like it hurt. Yeah. Um, so that was something. And then Kenny Omega, of course, they had built up during the commentary that you know Kenny Omega was the one who brought her, uh, brought Rio in, and you know this, this, and that. So uh, right whenever Nyla Rose was going to attack her, Rio, uh, or I'm sorry, Kenny Omega came in, you know, pushed her off and whatever. So I don't think this will be the last we see of them, of course. Um, and of course, with Bert Baker being there, I'm pretty sure, you know, that that'll be something to look at as well. Uh, after that was uh, the main event, um, the Elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. Yeah, proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. Um, it started off, I think, the way you would expect. You know, Young Bucks flying around doing their thing. Um, it was, it was, so it started off, and I think you could tell from the beginning, okay, this is going to be a good match or whatever. Probably expected some surprises, but to me, it was way better than what it was going to be. Um, at some point, you see Kenny Omega in the ring, he's getting ready to, I think he was supposed to do a suicide dive on Jericho, and then John Moxley shows up behind him, kicks uh, his ass. Uh, Omega was like, supercharging or some type of shit because <laughs> yeah, he was doing something stupid man i don't know what he was doing but moxley showed up behind him <laughs> he looks great he looks pissed uh they start fighting they go out into the uh to the audience uh at some point kenny omega the cleaner starts kicking john moxley's ass with a mop which was really funny and then moxley does the paradigm shift onto a glass table uh, it's not Death Rider in New Japan. It's just Death Rider, but in AEW it is the Paradigm Shift. Uh, he did it onto a glass table. His a lot face. Of people, or go ahead. His uh, face after that, it was like he enjoyed the fuck out of it. Oh yeah, and he was like, say something, say something. Um, a lot of people were upset about that because they feel like there should have been a disqualification. Uh, to me, it's just you're looking. To me, it's like you're just looking too much into it. Especially because I don't think Kenny Omega was the legal man. I don't know. That, that's just the way I saw it. Like, if he's not the legal man, whatever. But, you know, it, people like to pick it apart. Are you sure? Um, I could have sworn he was the legal man. I don't know. Because I don't, I don't think, think he, he was. I don't think he ever tagged I don't know. I don't look too much into it. I never saw a tag out. But, I mean, I, I expect that now with AEW, the way they've been going, the refs don't give no fucks. I like it. You know, but a lot of people hate that. But they hate that. They, a lot of people will say, oh yeah, AEW was a great show, but because of this, you know, they didn't call this qualification, I, I didn't like it. And it's just like, I mean, 
it, the only time I'll get pissed off is if they call it a disqualification for something stupid. If they're doing all of this, no DQ. But they haven't done it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. They haven't called it a disqualification, if, though, with something like that. If they switch over and call a DQ, like, say, next week they call DQ whenever um, Kenny Omega comes out and attacks Moxley in a match. Okay. Yeah, yeah, if they're not consistent, then of course. Yeah, but if they're consistent, then, you know, it's fine with me. It's their rules. That's cool. It's a new league. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, so after everything with Moxley and KO, like, they're out, you know, for the rest of this this match. Uh, it goes back, and, of course, it's the Young Bucks outmanned against Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, of course, they continue to have a great match. Um, you know, it, it was... I, I, I never watched Santana and Ortiz or LAX. But damn, like they're they're up there, dude. Yeah, they're really good. Like, they're a great tag team. Uh, and then uh, of course, so they grabbed uh, who was it? I think it was Matt, and uh, they threw him into Jericho. Jericho did the Judas effect and got the pinfall. Uh, then they started beating up the Young Bucks. Cody Rhodes comes in, uh, starts uh, beating on Chris Jericho, and then we see our good friend Sammy Guevara come out kick Cody in the nuts <laughs> and uh, Dustin you know or Goldust as some of you may know him as comes in for some reason he was in full gear which I thought was kind of weird but whatever uh, came out you know starts attacking of course and then he gets hit or knocked out or whatever by the returning what's his name is Jake, it Jack Swagger no Jake Hager no Jake Hager Jake freaking Hager. You know Hager. him now as Hager. You know him in Bellator. Uh, he's actually 2-0 and and has a fight coming up this month. Um, but for those of you who don't know him, as that he was Jack Swagger in the WWE. Um, he's one of your favorites, isn't he? He is. Yes, he was one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, he is one of my favorites. He is a former World Heavyweight Champion who actually, he pinned for the, his world title, was Chris Jericho. Yeah. I guess they got over it pretty quick. Yeah, um, and... This, I was never a Swagger fan, but the, the way that they did this return, you know, he just comes in and starts do. kicking ass. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, uh, Honestly, um, I, I can see him do, succeeding in AEW. I just think he needs a mouthpiece. And I know we, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, he just needs somebody to talk for him. People are uh, mad about this because they said Jack Swagger wasn't good. I just want to point out, I'm a big fan of Jack Swagger. So, whenever AEW comes around, you're hearing me talk about Jack Swagger a lot. Jack Swagger, Sean Spears, MJF, and Cody, and Sammy Guevara, my guys. Jack yeah. Swagger is damn good in the ring. His needs a mouthpiece. He um, he was actually an uh, amateur wrestling champion. And then, you know, like, two time. He has a, an two amazing time wrestling pedigree in the same vein as uh, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Yeah, they, they made him, try making him into what Kurt Angle was in WWE. They messed up with that. They didn't push him right. And then people always talk shit about his lisp and yeah. whatnot. I just want to point out, Cody, Cody Rhodes... Cody has one. Yeah, he yeah. has a lisp as well. But yeah. if they book him right, they they shouldn't have him talk. Because if you saw his last fight, he, he yeah. talked and he was like, I have a phoner. <laughs> and it was uh, <laughs> the best thing ever, but like, he shouldn't talk. At this point... I trust AEW enough with what they did to Sean Spears. You know, when he was Ty Dillinger, I think at this point, I trust them enough to make this work. Yes, and apparently he's been signed for a while. They've been, they pointed out, Cody said a while back, that 
they haven't even uh, revealed 40% of their roster. They've only revealed 40% of the roster. So there's people that we don't even know that are signed. He uh, actually, that is wrong. He, he did come back and say it's not 40%. It's actually a higher percentage. Not 100%, of course, but it's like, a, I think, more in the 60 to 80 range. He just said he's not good at math. <laughs> he actually did but, that like yesterday or before yesterday. But, I mean, either way, there's still some people that are signed that have not shown up. I hope Priscilla uh, Kelly is one of those people. Yeah. Priscilla the, Kelly is really good. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what's going on. Uh, overall, though, great show. It was a great day for wrestling. You know, they're they're trending. Wrestling in general was trending number one and number three on Twitter out of everything that's going on uh, in the world and you know, everything trending in the news. So that, of course, was amazing. Uh, they were both good shows. Tune in to both of them. Like, you know, you need to see both. I know I, you know, you'll look at me and say, well, I don't watch NXT. I'm going to. <laughs> I just, for sure, I needed to see AEW. That's that's my thing. You know, uh, it was great, though. And Monday, Monday Night Raw was good. Uh, and now we have, uh, this week, we have uh, Friday Night SmackDown, their debut on Fox, which uh, The Rock is confirmed to return to. Uh, and then this weekend, we have Hell in a Cell. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's a great week in wrestling. Um, a lot of things happen, a lot of returns. Um, there's still more to come. You know, and it, it's, like I said, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. It, it's a great, it's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, don't really, you don't really pick a side, just watch all of them. Watch every single thing you want to watch. Yeah, you know, and, and if you do pick sides or whatever, like me, okay, I'm going to tell you guys, AEW is my thing. But I'm not going to badmouth NXT because I know they're good. You know what I mean? You don't have to be that. You can say you prefer one or the other, but you don't have to badmouth the other ones. We're all adults here. <laughs> well, some of us. But For the most part. You know, yeah, for the most part. But, you know, other than that, man, it was a great week in wrestling, and it's not even done yet. Um, oh, you know, there was one more thing. I don't know. You probably haven't heard of this. I just saw it. Um, I don't think the majority of people saw it because it was at a very small promotion uh, in San Francisco, I want to say, or some, you know, somewhere in Northern California. Rikishi is leading this faction. Right, Rikishi from WWE, he's leading this faction called the Samoan Dynasty. Yeah, he's been leading it for a while. Yeah, but they like took over this promotion. What the fuck? Yeah, and damn. I don't know. I, I, I can't. Uh, I don't remember exactly everything that happened. But he cut a promo. Like, whatever it was, dude. If y'all look into Small Dynasty, I'm telling y'all, look more into it. Or go to What Culture. I think they had a thing about it. Whatever it was, dude, it looks amazing. And I would not be surprised if eventually the faction or some of the people from the faction get signed. Because I think uh, the main. You know, Rikish is the mouthpiece, of course, but biggest name wrestler there I think is one of the sons or you know nephews whatever the case may be he's actually like one of the biggest free agents right now so I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if he signs with one of the major companies and then we see this come to TV so that's something other than that though um, the only other thing we have I know we've gone on for a while uh, the only other thing we have is uh, our wrestler of the week and do you want to talk to them a little bit? Yeah. About it? Uh, this season, we're going to come up with a wrestler of the week. Wrestler of the week, uh, pretty much, it's going to be for independent wrestling. Uh, wrestler that we believe you should be keeping your eyes on. 
we're both from Texas. I'm from Corpus. He's from San Antonio. So the main wrestlers of the week will be um, Texas-based. It will not be WWE, AEW, no mainstream wrestlers. It'll be independent wrestlers, mainly from Texas. But there'll be, you know, other people outside of Texas that we keep our eyes on. Like in Chicago, there's Joe Alonzo here in um, Texas. The Texas scene's high. We have Booker T's Reality of Wrestling School. We have um, our own promotion, Golf Coast, down here. We have uh, up in San Antonio. Um, River City Wrestling. Uh, heavy Metal Wrestling. Heavy Metal Wrestling. There's one, a new one that's going to be coming next year. Uh, there's another one in Kingsville. Yeah, starting next year. Uh, so, Pincha Wrestling, PBW. Pincha Wrestling. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, wrestling <laughs> right now is the hottest it's ever been. We want y'all, our listeners, to know, hey, if you want to check out some badass wrestlers from the Texas independent scene or from the independent scene that we believe you should be keeping your eyes on, then it, that's who would be wrestlers of the week each week. Uh, me and Ruben will be going back and forth on uh, picking. This week it's him. But uh, wrestler of the week is uh, brought to you by Indie Empire Magazine. If you love wrestling, you want to watch wrestling, but you don't have the time, pick up their magazine. Uh, they have digital and they also have um, physical copies. Uh, go to IndieEmpireMagazine.com and pick up the magazine. We're in the magazine as well, so you know you can see that and take a picture of it, uh, send it to us, and we might give you something. But uh, independent Indie Empire Magazine is for the independent scene. They are there for the independent scene, and that, that's all they're about, just independent scene. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, pick it up. Magazine's really good, especially if you love reading magazines. I used, to, I used to collect reading magazines back in the day. So the fact that we're in a magazine is just bonkers to me. <laughs> We're on the cover of a magazine. How? <laughs> we're, we're not on the cover, but, but. without, not on the cover, but without uh, any further ado, our wrestler of the week, or Indie Empire sponsored, right? Wrestler of the week is uh, the Latin heartthrob Gino. Uh, just last week, he teamed up with a legend in the business, uh, Ultimo Dragon. Um, I'm not exactly sure what promotion, but he teamed up Martinez with them. Of course, it's amazing. What'd you say? Uh, Martinez Entertainment back in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area, I believe. Yeah, he's currently. I mean, as of we as we speak right now, he currently holds four championship belts with various promotions. Uh, make sure to catch him at the Nightmare on Air Street Three, October twenty fifth. So just a couple more weeks uh, there at the Valencia Event Center in Corpus. Uh, make sure you see him there, and uh, actually the. Uh, the Bullet Club Zone, Chase Owens will be there as well. I'm not sure if they're going up against each other or whatever the case may be, but it's guaranteed to be a great show. So make sure you check it out. Um, but yeah, wrestler of the week, Latin Heartthrob Gino. And uh, this weekend, you can also find them uh, doing two shows, I believe, which Nightmare on Grand Bear, on Granby Street, Saturday, October 5th, and that promotion is in um, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, where he's the champion, the V. CW Heavyweight Champion, and then you can also find them um, uh, Sunday, October 6th in, uh, what's the promotion called? It's a Spanish promotion. Mentas Extremas, MLA. Uh, where the hell is it at? <laughs> I don't know, but obviously you can tell by the credentials and his schedule, he's pretty badass. Yeah, he's uh, he wrestles for Reality of Wrestling. He started there, Booker T School in Houston, and this guy is... You need to keep your eyes on him. This guy's just freaking amazing. It's bonkers that they haven't signed him yet. And actually, when we interviewed Sammy Guevara, 
one of the questions was, who do you want to see from Reality of Wrestling signed? And he said, no one except for Gino, the Land Heartthrob. That is the only person I want to see signed. He didn't even think. Yeah. Like it was already at the top of his head. They, uh, and then, for those of you who are new to the season or new to the podcast, uh, last season, uh, the MLS one actually interviewed him. So, you know, yeah. we, and hopefully we get, you know, we'll, uh, we'll hope to get another interview with him soon. Um, hopefully a little longer one. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's the wrestler of the week. Uh, check him out. Definitely check him out. We're going to do this every week. Uh, and next week, he's going to choose the wrestler. Yes, and uh, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter, uh, TLHT underscore underscore. The Latin Heartthrob underscore underscore. So TLHT underscore underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you go to any of his uh, reality wrestling shows in Houston, don't take any signs because he will rip them up. Yeah, there's video. <laughs> uh, other than that, is there anything else? I want to say that's pretty much it. Uh, that covers episode one of season two, the season premiere of Rastin Talkers podcast. Uh, we have no pyro, but... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, this isn't just wrestling. Catch y'all guys uh, next week. Or no, wait, wait, wait. We'll uh, be going live on Facebook on Sunday. Oh, yes, for, this uh, weekend uh, for predictions on Hell in a Cell and also going over the aftermath of Friday Night SmackDown. And The Rock's return. Uh, I'm jizzing myself for that. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll catch y'all guys uh, next week on Podcast Forum. Uh, unless you tune in on Facebook. Any calls on Facebook at Rastin Tacos Podcast. Instagram is at Rastin Tacos and Twitter is at Rastin Tacos. We post memes and shit, so if you want to follow us, it'll be nice. Thanks, guys. Brasselin' Tacos. Brasselin' Kingdom. This isn't just wrestling.